Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper and uh, this is part of a continuing um, series with uh, Karen Turner. Uh, for those that don't know about Jay Cooper Travels, um, the talk show talks about both where we go in life, where we go geographically around the world and how we um, just um, interact with each other both career-wise, personally, professionally, and I'm Really excited to have Karen back. Um, we both graduated from Vassar College and we both have um, a law background, but um, Karen um, has decided to um, step into an area that's been a dream of hers. And I so admire that. I understand I understand that because I've done different things too. And, uh, but this is an area um, that I have never dived into, so I'm I'm just fascinated with her journey here. Karen, you have just um, written a book. It's called The Other Twin. Um, yes. And why don't you show for those that are watching on the the video? Why don't you show them the cover of the book um, so that way they can see it. And it is a beautiful, beautiful book for those that don't see it. Um, just gorgeous. And um, I will have links both in the, the 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 video as well as in the podcast, so that way you can uh, attain obtain a copy of it. Um, Karen, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, one your background for those that might not know, and then what made you decide to go ahead and write this um, incredible story. Thank you, Jackie, um, and thanks for having me yeah. again. I am a lawyer by training. I attended Vassar College, then uh, I went into uh, graduate study, uh, studying medical ethics. That's what I got my master's degree in. Following that, I went to law school, graduated in a long time ago, <laughs> and then pursued a career as a medical malpractice defense attorney. So for 20 plus years, I was a, a trial lawyer. And I like to say that that was uh, my way of uh, channeling my storytelling gene. Um, I've always imagined stories in my head as a little girl. And I think that being a, a lawyer and as a biology major, you don't get to use that creative side. Um, but as I went into law and be, became the trial lawyer that I was, my storytelling came out through through my closing arguments. Exactly. That was, yeah. That was the, as I call it, the ultimate story. <laughs> so it's never left me that bug. You know, once you're bitten by it, it, it's there. And it wasn't until my daughter, who's now 24, started writing. She was a, she's a creative person always so she began writing poetry writing songs and we would go back and forth i would help her with her essays and i think she may have gotten tired of me helping her so she said why don't you go write your own book so i said hmm maybe i will so it, it took me a long time to even start um and it actually took a super snowstorm that locked me in the house for a week nowhere to go the city shut down my cable went out because I had satellite and it doesn't work when it snows. So I ended up writing some words, which became a story. 
which five years later became the other twin. So my beginning of this book was not with the expectation that I would ultimately, it would ultimately be a book, but you know, as luck would have it or as divine order would have it, I was in the right place with the right people at the right time. And then this story was able to be molded into a novel. Now, while you were saying that, I could definitely picture in my mind a film because of the fact that um, your story is not just about this book. You've had some personal life experiences that are also very impactful. Um, yes. Would you like to share a little bit about that journey? Because what's so inspiring to me about you is both from the, the career path that you've taken, but everything else that you've personally experienced and then the manifestation of the book and everything that, and even what the story in the book tells. So um, why don't you share a little bit about what you've shared to me sure. on camera? Sure. In 2011, I was diagnosed with uh, stage four glioblastoma, which is a brain cancer. And it made big news when uh, John McCain and Bo Biden, both were died and Ted Kennedy, I believe, uh, were diagnosed with it. It is uh, the most ugliest and aggressivest, <laughs> that's not a word, but that aptly describes it, a form of brain cancer. Um, the My diagnosis in 2011 was not the result of any, I had no risk factors. I don't even think I had any, any real symptoms that I could have discerned. Uh, so it was very random. Even my doctors were surprised. Um, I was early 40, late 40, uh, which also is not a typical um, experience, at least not then. Uh, the prognosis was not, not good at all, but I am still here almost, well, more than nine years later. Yeah. I had um, 39 radiation treatments to my brain. I had uh, almost a year of chemotherapy and tons and tons of other medications and, and evaluations. But one surgery removed my entire tumor and it has not recurred since then. So, but that was a turning point because after that treatment, you know, there, was, there were side effects, even, even though they weren't um, as bad as they could have been, I was not able to go back to being the trial lawyer that I love to be. So I had a career change and I moved into an in-house counsel position, um, which has been good. And um, I've also just, you know, you, you face a terminal diagnosis, you see life differently. Mm -hmm. It's it's not, you, you don't take the same things for granted. And you, you decide that you are going to make the most of every minute. And when I was motivated by my daughter to write, I decided to write. And like I said, I didn't expect it to ever be published. I never expected to print it. I just always <laughs> just thought it would stay on my computer. And, you know, I, it, writing a book was always on, on my bucket list. But a lot of things are on my bucket list that I never actually think I'm going to do, but they would be nice if I could. And that was one of those things. But as I got closer to it, I was like, oh, okay. 
maybe this can happen. And then, like I said, I was in a position where it, it worked out, but it, it did make it even more special because um, writing this is a lot easier. Writing creatively is a lot easier now than writing technically because the processing of all that complicated uh, theory is more challenging, but I can easily come up with, you know, a scenario of a love triangle or, you know, friendships that are dissolving, anything like that. That's just much more natural. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about the other twin. What's the story? I, you know, when you first shared it with me, I thought this is really going to be very exciting to read. This, and it's a sweet, it's a sweet story. A friend of mine said it's PG 13 plus. So it's not, it's not, it's not a Harlequin romance. It's nothing like that. It's what it's, it's more of a, a new adult coming of age story. And it's about college sophomores. And it was college sophomores because at the time that I started this in 2016, my own daughter was a high school student, but she was thinking and planning for college. So, and, you know, kids those days are, act older than they are. So I think her experiences, her conversations, her life just was just filling my head. I couldn't think about anything other than in that age, age group. Uh, so that is how it ended up being a young person. Cause I, I really couldn't have come up with a story more entertaining than the <laughs> one that I was living. So she gave me a lot of material. Um, from her stories, from things her she and her friends did, and just things that I saw and heard, it was so entertaining to me that I based it in that time period. Now, how I came up with the rest of it, I don't know. It just happened. Yeah. Um, but it's about twins, and these twins were at once identical, loving, perfect twins. But then they began to uh, want to discover their own identities, and it creates um, a, a break in their relationship uh, when they go off to college. And in at college, the, the book goes into just their different college experiences, but also how they navigate identifying themselves independently of each other. And then, you know, the relationships with friends, with boys, their parents, there's all of that. So everyone who has read it, every older person has uh, reflected back on college and it just has it just is nostalgic um, and then in a way it's sentimental but um, everyone has enjoyed it as a nice easy light-hearted read even if you're not a college student if you read it that you'll have some fond memory and you'll stop and say oh <laughs> So I know that the information on where to get the book will be both in the block below the podcast, as well as the, uh, the video and everything, but why don't you share with everyone, um, where can they get a copy of the book? It can be obtained on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, at browngirlsbooks.com and by emailing me at the other twin book at gmail.com. And that information will also be. So what are the names of the girls in the book? The, uh, the twins are Ebony and Essence. Mm -hmm. And if you remember in the 70s and 80s, there were two uh, art magazines. One was 
called Ebony and the other one's called Essence. And they were very popular in the in the black community in every doctor's office, every um, hair salon and in my own home. And so those names came to me first and um, then I decided to keep them. The, they're a whole host of characters in the book. They're good people, they're not good people. There are some complicated issues that I um, address. So it's not just, uh, it's not just candy coated. There's some real meat in the book. Uh, uh, and, I, and I think that if uh, college age or high school age children read it, there's some good opportunities for discussions with their parents about things that might they might see in college or might experience in college that, you know, they, they or even in high school these days, unfortunately, uh, that would be helpful if they have some discussion about before they face them. They may that may help them in their decision making process. Where uh, is it? Does it take place? Uh, where does it take place in, uh, in a certain city or a location? It's in Connecticut, but it's in a made up city and a made up college. <laughs> but anybody who went to Vassar will see some similarities because, you know, that's where I went. And so I had to steal some things, um, I think, from every campus I've been on. So there's a quad. Every every college has a quad. Eric, yeah. Um, at Vassar, we had the retreat. Yeah. Which was where we ate. So I, in here, it's the cove. Got it. Similar. Um, there was one other similarity, the retreat. Uh, I know they, we have Main Gate. Main Gate is a, a landmark of Vassar. In this book, it's Stone Gate, but it's the same <laughs> ceremonial entrance to the campus. So there are little things like that. And then a number, a lot of the names in the book are names of my friends and family that I kind of use as uh, the dorm names or as I, as the professor, different people, so that when my when my people read it, they'll say, oh, that's my name. <laughs> and just as a little way of, you know, saying hi as they read the book. But like I said, it's a fun, enjoyable read. Um, even if you don't think it will be, everyone who has read it, and thankfully has found it to be a nice, relaxing, entertaining, way to spend a couple of hours from age 16 to age 80. Do you think you're going to be writing um, on the next episode? I don't. People have asked for the sequel yeah. to this. Yeah. But um, the editor and publisher and the, the woman who I would say discovered me said, resist the urge, resist it, <laughs> Do, you know, stretch yourself. So I'm, I'm right now, I'm resisting it. They haven't, the twins haven't told me that they want a sequel yet. Right now, they're just, they're happy where they are. So when they start talking to me, then, then I will. And I, I joke about that, but that, that really is how it, how it almost came, came to be at, by the time I got to the end, they were telling me, no, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Let's do this. So I just had to be obedient with my fingers. Um, so when they tell me that they want another, I'll give it to them. You might do it from a different perspective. You might be doing it from yeah. the perspective of the parents. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. Or one of the other characters in the book. There's a lot. 
That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, definitely um, for those that um, would like to have the contact information, it'll definitely be uh, in the blog post below. And I know that Karen and I will have continuing conversations, both, uh, you know, with our professional lives and our various interests, as well as as she develops the next book. And that's my dog. (laughs) Thank you, Karen, so much. I have a dog as well. And there is no dog in this book. And my dog is not happy about that. (laughs) The next one will have a dog. Next one will be all about the pet and the travel. Thank you so much, Karen. And and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much.